A very good evening and welcome to episode two of Betferg 101. Now, I better start by doing what I didn't do in the entire half hour of episode one, and that was introduce myself. So, my name is Mark Nicholas Ferguson, 43-year-old self-proclaimed sports fanatic, I suppose is a pretty apt description. Jack of all trades, master of none, certainly in terms of a playing perspective. Scratch golfer, former marathon runner, although if you look at the size of me now, uh, that's fairly laughable. Handy tennis and table tennis player in a former life. Uh, Temping bowler once a year. Actually, my last outing was a scarcely believable 240, but I still haven't got over the dreaded seven split in the 10th frame. Anyway, better not talk cricket, as a few of my teammates will doubtless be listening, and I would never hear the end of it if I mention my batting. Anyway, um, you don't want and or need to hear about my sporting exploits. Rather, I think you want to hear about why I am the man to help you beat the bookies, those dreaded bookies. Well, if it helps, uh, I worked for Bet365 for over 12 years. In that time, I was responsible for the pre-tournament prices, devising algorithms to build in-play tools, uh, including the golf tool, more pertinently. And in my latter years, I was the head of in-play golf. Uh, so what does that mean in, in betting 101 terms? Well, it certainly didn't involve me sitting at a desk like a trained monkey, making sure we were inside Betfair on every golfer. Uh, of course, I'm not saying that the current crop of traders do that, but uh, you know, I'll leave that to your own devices. All right, so uh, what did I do? I traded the non-Betfair markets, the end-around leader and marquee group, hole-by-hole betting. Uh, invariably, I got one look at a shot on the TV, Barely saw it come to a standstill on the green and instantaneously had to price up the odds on a player making birdie or better, par or bogey or worse. So, for example, in the melee of a final round of a major, take Augusta, take the Masters, for example, I would see shot. Say it was Rory, hit his second to 11. You imagine the 11th hole, water, uh, 495-yard par four, water. Um, all around the green on the left-hand side. Say Rory hits it to the front edge. You can imagine the pin on the back left, that Sunday pin, probably got about 70 feet. I would have to price up whether he'd hole it, obviously very unlikely, two putt it, i.e. make par, or three jack it, or, or worse, crazily putt it in the water ain't going to happen, but bogey or worse. I'd have to price up those three scenarios straight away. Um, similarly, the next shot might be Will Zalatoris hitting it to six feet for birdie on 13. Uh, and again, I have to price up whether he holds it or misses it. Um, same for, you know, Scotty Scheffler could be hitting it to eight feet on 14. Now, the generic price of, of a, the even money price is supposedly seven feet, nine inches. But that's based on a straight putt. Uh, look at the undulating Augusta Greens. You know, these are not just generic prices, not a one size fits all. You know, I would have to tailor it to the individual. Now, look, some traders now view it as a generic price. And that is where I would be pouncing and make money. So, look, my expertise is in play betting. Um, and it's the primary reason I've had well over 200. Yeah, I think 200, 250, 250 betting accounts closed. Yeah, closed. We will explore this and uh, many other bookmaker iniquities as this podcast evolves. Um, sadly, look, given the nature of in-play betting, it's not going to be viable to host an in-play po- betting podcast. Um, but fear not, I also consider myself uh, an authority on pre-game betting, uh, on selective sports, 
uh, in particularly big events. So this is where I will unravel an edge and provide the keys to beating the bookmaker. Uh, anyway, look, enough of my biography. Um, onto the structure of how this podcast is going to work. Um, it's not practical this week, but but how this podcast will work in, in the future weeks is as follows. So we're going to have a different guest every episode. It could be a friend, colleague, somebody who works in, in sport or the betting industry. Okay, we'll have a general discussion about his or her betting experiences, wins, um, hard luck stories. I mean, this is, to be honest, this those of you who, who know me well will be fully cognizant of the fact that I revel, and I mean revel, in a, in a bad beat bit of banter. Um, the one that, the story that springs to mind, I think early, early years of the IPL, going back, you know, well over 10 years. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what the two teams involved, but whoever Brett Lee was playing for, um, I think it was something like the 17th, 18th over, and I backed under 10 and a half runs the line probably these days would be 12 and a half 13 and a half. but back then um under 10 and a half runs in the over uh bowled an amazing over uh five dots uh, and i was i think i'd probably turn around all right lads another winner for betferg yeah i called myself betferg even then um another winner for betferg popping up and one of the lads i won't mention his name um he turned around was watching the ball and uh, you can imagine what's going to unfold here Lee oversteps, snowball. I think it was edge for four, not crash for four. Um, and yes, sure enough, the only way I could lose the 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 free hit, no ball, was uh, carted into the stands for six, and the whole trading floor pretty much universally to a man laughing in hysterics. So um, yes, yes, I've got plenty of bad beats. Love, I love to to uh, I love to tell a a good bad beat story. So look. Um, Next part of the, the, the podcast will be a Room 101 concept. I don't need to tell you about Room 101. Um, based on George Orwell's 1984, you know that hopefully you all know. Um, in this sense, it will be somebody, my guest will talk about what he hates about, what he dislikes about the betting industry or, or sport in general will make it. Um, and we'll talk about, uh, he'll, he'll offer me three things that he doesn't like and I will be in charge of permanently banishing um, that that item or concept, shall we say. Um, and then sticking with this 101 theme, uh, each week I'll pick out a sporting event from the past week, highlight the scenario and walk you through it, the value, you know, um, and, and, you know, talking why particularly that was a great bet. Uh, Humour me when I talk about betting jargon, like value, it's all part of the journey um, and we'll we'll get there. We'll, we'll This whole part of the evolution of the journey will be very exciting. Hopefully you'll learn a, bit, uh, learn a fair bit. Now, lastly, uh, the £100, £101, so Betford 101, clearly we're going to stick with that theme, and £101 will be invested each and every week, okay, uh, 100 by me and £1 by my guest, uh, £1 sounds fairly token, but the guest who generates the most profit from his or her, his or her, certainly going to be... Um, Hopefully, have a, a lot of female guests as well. His or her one-pound bet will win the coveted Betferg One Hundred and One Trophy. Okay. Um, now, listen. If I knew how to play the drums or some other kind of musical instrument, it'd be a really fitting time to to do that now. Um, my dogs actually. One of my dogs is out. Um, probably can't hear her, but she might be barking soon. So that will count as the token guest tonight. But uh, look, look. Joking aside, music hopefully and, and all sorts of advertising will come in time, but only. Only if you people listen and then spread the word. Uh, spread the word. This Betford character knows a little bit of what he's talking about. 
and we can grow this podcast episode by episode. Um, Right, slight change in tone. Uh, I do want to stress very, very clearly that um, these podcasts are not about promoting gambling. Uh, Yes, it is a sports betting podcast, um, but I'm fully, fully aware that that gambling can be a horrible addiction, just like drugs, cigarettes, alcohol. Um, I am merely very fortunate in the sense that I have a very sharp mathematical brain that crunches, assimilates numbers very quickly and, and identifies scenarios where the odds are stacked in my favour. Um, it's probably an appropriate time to mention that half half of the profits from the £100 invested, £101 I should say, uh, invested each episode will go to a mental health charity. Um, mental health charity, yeah, it's, look, it's no laughing matter. Something in, in recent years, a few, of all, a few of my friends will be aware, it's very personal to me. Um, and again, as this podcast journey evolves, I will no doubt speak candidly um, about it. But now, uh, for now, and, and certainly the early episodes, um, it's not the time or the place. So without further ado, I know most of you, however many of you are tuning in, are tuning in to see where the Betferg, you didn't know it was going to be 101 until this episode, maybe you guess, but where the Betferg, £101, this episode is being invested. Okay, really could do with a drum roll here. But anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in future episodes. So um, what did I talk about last night? Well, four, very controversially, I said four. Only four of the 88 participants in the 2023 Masters can win. If you recall, it was Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Xander Schofle and Sung J. Im. Okay, um, £101. And again, look, if, if depending on your... One man's pound is another man's million. So, you know, if I'm investing 101, you could be investing 1,010 or could be, you know, just take, it could be just 11, um, 10 pound 10, whatever you want to do. Just divide it or multiply it to keep in line with, with me. We're going to be keeping, obviously, close tabs on this. Um, but do have you do. Being Betford 101, clearly it has to be 101 pound to, to make it uh, synchronise as well. So um, I'm ruling out Scotty Scheffler in terms of the staking plan. Certainly not ruling out the fact he can win. But look, it's huge pressure on him. Um, not only being world number one and having to organise the, the champions dinner, um, the, the back-to-back pressure. You know, only Nick Faldo in the history of the Masters has won his first Masters and then followed it. The follow, you know, won the following year. I'm not saying he can't. You, you've heard my my waxing lyrical about Scheffler, but at seven to one, I just can't touch him in terms of the staking plan. Similar with Rory, top price seven to one. Um, you know my thoughts of Rory anyway, but we're not going anywhere near those guys. Um, also, the weather, the, the, you know, as I talked about, Thursday is going to be the best day, but the, the better part of the, of, the, of the draw is in the morning and both Scheffler and Rory out in the afternoon. Um, so I looked at Henley. Those of you who listen very, very uh, attentively will, will know that I talked about um, Russell Henley and Chris Kirk as, as people I might be considering in the staking plan. I certainly did consider them both. Um, ultimately, I think it's going to be too long for Henley. Very accurate, but this, is, this really will turn into an attritional test. And, you know, you need to be hitting it a long way. Accuracy is massively important. But if you're hitting it 50, 60 yards fast, it's going it, it, to be a massively long week for Henley. Don't say he can't be top 20, but um, he's not getting in the staking plan. Similarly for Kirk, not, not the same reasons, but he's long enough, Kirk. Um, and he's had a fantastic year. 
um, his battle with alcoholism, uh, well documented, and and that win at the Honda um, was was real fairy tale stuff. Um, but it's a long time since he's played at Augusta. I think it was two thousand and sixteen his last outing, so seven years ago, and and I think ultimately. Um, that lack of experience around the track that I'm talking about. You really need to know every nook and cranny of this venue. I think that's going to count against him. So without further ado, what is my staking plan? Well, it is as follows. £20 each way on John Rahm, 8-1. to one. Now, crucially, with Betfair Sportsbook paying a massive, massive 12, 12 places. Okay, these you know, you'll you'll hear me bang on about value and places as we as we evolve with this podcast, but as, you know, yes, there are question marks with the injury. Um, he, he pulled out at the Players' Championship. Um, uh, pre- well, I think it's look precautionary. Uh, I I really do see. I, I do see Ram actually bang there. He's had four top tens, and I see another one. Um, just, just I think he's going to be bang bang there. An eight to one, twelve places. He's the first man in the staking plan. Secondly, fifteen pound each way on Xander Schauffele. Uh, 25 to 1, Sky Bet, 8 places. Crucially, at 8 places. Okay, these places, very important when we're talking about it. Not the 12, not 10, but 8 places. But I'm happy with Chauflet. Two top three finishes here. Uh, I've stated my case from yesterday. I'm not going to bang on and on about that. Um, but I think is going to be banged there. Thirdly, £10 each way. This is the last of the outright bets on Sung Jae Im. Uh, I said to you, very, very impressed with this guy. I think he's a major star major winner in the making and I don't see any reason why it can't be this week and at 33 to 1 with Paddy Power 10 places uh, look he, he was impressive on debut incredible second place uh, on debut uh, didn't feature the following year but uh, was in the top 10 again last year said featured was bang there in the tour championship at the end of last year in a high profile event he's got the temperament and I really do see Sung Jae Im at the thick of it on Sunday night so uh, that's £90 invested of the 101. And the remaining £11 will be on Tommy Fleetwood at 8-1 to one to be the top Great Britain and Irish player. I'll talk you through this bet. Um, if you look at the market leaders, okay, this is, this is more of a bet because I'm opposing the guys at the top end of the market here. Um, Roy McIlroy, 6-5. I mean, this is the 3-6-5 market. Um, McIlroy, 6-5. Fitzpatrick, 13 to 2, Lowry 7 to 1, Fleetwood 7's there. I so said we're backing him at 8. Um, Hatton 15 to 2, Rosie 15 to 2, Willett 14s, Seamus Pass 16s, and then the Matthew McLean, the amateur 125, and Sandy Lyle 125. Uh, I don't like any of those. I don't like any of those golfers go up in Fleetwood. Um, Fleetwood hasn't got a fantastic record. We talked about that yesterday, but I think he's been hinting at a return to form, impressive at Valspar. Didn't have the best match play, but those form lines, you know, the match play is largely irrelevant for, for this event. Um, and I think he'll be sniffing around kind of top 10, top 15. I think could easily get this top, could win this top GB in Ireland market. And 8-1, to one, I'll take my chance. And if that happens, irrespective of what happens to those outrights, we'll get our money back. So uh, here we are. We've come to the conclusion. Uh, we're wrapping up uh, the episode two of Betford 101. Um, what's the time? Similar time to, to last night. It's gone 10 o'clock already. Unscripted, unrehearsed, unedited. This is going to be the theme of every single podcast. Um, so good friend of mine, Richard Hooper. Um, you're going to have to get some elocution lessons if you want to join the throng. And to those cricket boys um, who I play with and uh, excited to start the season with in a couple of weeks. 
think we better leave the bad language at the door because um, we're not allowed to swear on these podcasts. So, right, um, that's a wrap. As I said, very excited. Um, one of those four, I, I've got a, it's very controversial to say, only four can win of a, an elite 88-man field. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's one of, the, one of the three I've backed. I talked about why I can't back Sheffer at the price. But roll on tomorrow and uh, roll on episode three. I'm looking to do something halfway through, probably the Friday night, Saturday morning, British time, and, and talk you through maybe some, some weekend bets and a, a kind of analysis of the halfway stage. But an absolute pleasure as always. Um, Stella, my dog, who's out with me, didn't get a chance to make any noise. I think she's fallen asleep now. But from me, Bet Ferg, over and out. <laughs>